0: This is the Warrington Football Podcast Season 2 Sponsored by Touchline UK
1: On the show this week, guys, we're going to talk about an absolute dream start in the National League North yesterday for Warrington Town. We're going to look back over the last 49 episodes of the Warrington Football Podcast, talk about some of our favourite moments. We've also got a preview for Ryland's season, a roundup of the Cheshire League, which has started in the last week. And we've got a very special um, result for the ladies today, which we'll go into a bit more detail about as well. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast, guys. A uh, very special episode tonight is episode one of season two, sponsored by Touchline UK. And not only that, it is episode fifty overall of the podcast. So absolutely delighted that we've made this milestone. Joining me tonight, we have got a very very happy young man who might still be a little bit wet from yesterday. PJ, how are you, mate?
2: I'm good, mate. And I'll be I'll be honest. It wasn't uh, the weather wasn't as bad as it was forecast. If I'm honest. So, but I'll go. I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit.
1: Yeah, we'll go through that. I'm sure, you've got a lot of nice things to say about yesterday.
2: I have. There's also there's also a, uh, not funny story, but a story to tell. Oh, there's always a
1: story with you, PJ. There? And <laughs> there's always a story. We are also joined by the Queen, Helen. How are you?
3: I'm all right, thanks, Ricky. You?
1: Yeah, I'm good, thanks had a busy day taking uh the baby to see thomas and friends today so busy day mm-hmm. for me i hear you've uh had an interesting scoreline in a friendly today
3: yeah definitely we'll talk about it shortly but it was a great great result for warrington Wolves women so can't look, look forward to uh talking about it
1: brilliant so Going to start off, guys. Obviously, it was a historic day yesterday for football in our wonderful town as Warrington Town made their debut appearance in National League North and it could not have gone any better for them. The family, Jax, was there. PJ, tell me all about the game.
2: Yeah, we were all there. Me, me brother and my dad. Uh, we made a short trip to Southport. Um the day itself, um I think it I think every town fan would have took a a, a draw or a narrow defeat, like a one nil or a two one defeat. I don't think any town fan in their wildest dreams thought we would have come away four nil winners. Um I'm gonna say the scoreline did flatter us a bit. Uh the first half I don't think we played particularly well. I think Southport were a better team. Um, first ten minutes, of Town looked like they should have are in that league for the the reasons they are uh, getting the ball down, playing. Uh, but then I think Southport woke up a bit, started playing their game, and then I think Town was just a bit off the pace. To put it as if if I can put it that way, off the pace. Had a couple of chances, um, but what I will say is town kept a fantastic defensive line. Kept getting Southport caught offside uh three or four times. They put the ball in that in the net twice, both goals were offside. Um Gums marshalled that defence. He was unreal yesterday, Gums. Uh Hannigan, I think he struggled. Not on not on the same level as he was last year, but I'm not not criticising him saying he needs to go. It's his first game of the season. Um but me and my dad were saying he didn't win many headers. And as a as a centre half and Helen as a centre half, you need to win your center, you need to win the you need to win your first couple of headers. Um but Anigan just seems to struggle. Uh second half. Uh so then Willow our Willow's forty fifth minute goal Willow special, how he can just kick a ball. I can only dream of hitting a ball like that. Killed it. Top corner, past the keeper, 1-0 town. Uh, Went in half-time, 1-0. And then second half, half half-time got uh, really wet because that's when the rain started. Uh, Second half, they come out. uh, I missed the second goal because I was having a pee. Um, which is why I couldn't get out the toilet either because I don't know if you've ever been to Southport away End. The toilets are very narrow and if someone stood at the end of the trough, you can't get past them or <laughs> well, you have to be very intimate with them to get past them. <laughs> and as I didn't know him, I didn't want to barge past so I waited till he finished and we both left together. So I missed the, missed the second goal but I I have heard it's, it was a world
1: yeah, I've heard it. It was. It yeah, was I think it was up. Woods
2: down the wing, or Butley Ricketts down the wing, crossed it in Duffy on the volley back post. Um, but I will say Woods, Butley Ricketts, and Duffy worked so well yesterday. Second half, they were into they were into uh, changing, which I think caused Southport problems no end. And Bowen became unplayable in the second half. First half, he was frustrating, but that's just Bowen. Bowen can go from really frustrating to amazing, and he don't he don't even and we don't even know if it's just how Bowen is or, but he he ran that midf- he ran that midfield, um, and then the third Bowen's goal, some great play again by Town, rounded the keeper, slotted it in. Uh, we did think he d- didn't hit it hard enough. It just sort of trickled over the line. Um, but uh, the fourth goal, again, breakaway, and Islay Buckley-Ricketts put it away. But like I say, I say, I said in the first half, I said because we were at the end time of defending first half, I did say we won't see much action down here. And I was completely wrong. Which you won't hear me yeah. admit that often. Well, I was completely wrong. Town with the better team second half. Um, there was no 425 fans away fans, which I think is great. I think didn't hear of any trouble. Southport fans were trying to cause some outside, but I don't know if it was just you know like you would uh, singing that famous wire song from the rugby. We don't talk about rugby on this show, P, you know. No, that. no, I'm just I'm just trying to get I'm trying to no It's always the like year, here. is that? No, no, the other one. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got Action you. action warrington. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I don't think any town founds because my dad even my dad was getting involved he was saying we can't be that bad with beat four 0 Um but yeah, it was no it was a good it was a good day out. Um Hopefully, Town can carry on next week. Uh, I think it's Blythe Saturday. Yeah, it's Blythe at home on Saturday. Uh, but I think that'll be that'll be a big test. But I think if Town can play like they did in the second half, plus we've also got Jay Harris to come back in that midfield, who I think we missed in the first half. Um, but I don't know where he'll put. I don't know where he'll he'll come in. I don't think you should. I don't think you can drop anyone. No, I don't
1: think so. After after yesterday, I, I wasn't there, but I was listening to the coverage. Um, To me, it just sounded very much a, a typical town performance from last year, that they weren't particularly great in the first half, uh, rode their luck a little bit, but were, were dogged and stayed in the game. And then there's a couple of turning points that I thought, if you agree with, obviously, um, Tony Thompson... Got a yellow card for picking the ball up outside of his area.
2: Yeah, I I, I missed it So I was putting my bottle, bottle down. Um, I see. I miss all the key moments.
3: I was going to say, do you actually watch the match? <laughs>
2: yeah, <I> just, <laughs> I'm just happy to be out, outside. That's what was my problem. <laughs> um, yeah, because I've got a mate who went as well. He said he, he didn't think it was out of the box. Um, but no one seemed to appeal that off much. And I don't, I don't know the rule myself on accidentally dropping it and picking it up. Rick, you probably know as a goalkeeping coach. Um, I'd
1: spoken to Joe yesterday and he said, unless the goalkeeper is denying an obvious goal-scoring opportunity,
2: it's correct that it should have been a yellow card. Yeah, well, but- he, 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 he drops it. But there's no Southport players near him, so I don't think so, it... Yeah. Yeah. But I will put, I will say to the, the ref had a very... I think had a very good game. Um, yeah. I can't remember her name. It was Helen something. But Chris says she does the Women's League in the WMS. Uh, WLS? WMS? I don't know what the letters are. WSL. That's it. <laughs> Got there. Got right there in the end. Um, I think she did very well. They the. the the Crowd in the red, I don't agree with anyway. Um, but I think I think that's how she just stood there, saw them all go away. And there was another bit a Southport player, number 10, I think his name's Carvin. Yeah, he went through uh Connor Woods and even yeah, Willow. Was yeah. that when there were two town players and he's taken
1: them both out?
2: Yeah, yeah, but I think he one of them was. Mitch, which he just got up because it's Mitch. and um, Even Willow got wound up and Willow was getting involved and then Mitch was in there as well. Uh, I think the ref handled that fantastically. She did butt the wrong player though. She didn't butt uh, Carvin. She put the other lad who played up front. So she got that. That was the only downside I can think of a game. She got it, the wrong player. but... But other than that, fantastic day out.
1: Yeah, let's hope,
2: uh, let's hope. they can uh, do it next week as well. Yeah, it's um,
1: it'll be a tough game because Blythe had a a really good win as well, didn't they? They won four two, but again, it's it's going to be a difficult game. But it just shows how pre- unpredictable the National League North is that Blythe and Southport only escaped relegation by one point last season. Yeah, so they were well, both
2: right down there. Well, me, me dad again. I think we should get me dad on. You know, he seems to talk more sense than anyone else. Oh, um, I'd love to get your dad on. I've not spoken <laughs> to him for ages. He said, um, "Southport, once the second goal went in, they just stopped playing as a team." Yeah, and that's why it was just. And once the town went two nil, Southport just didn't look like a team at all. Yeah, I'm not just slating off Southport because I've never, no, I've only ever think... watched him play once, so.
1: The, uh, the timing of the goals was so crucial yesterday. So, obviously, one right before half-time and then the second one was 48th, 49th, ninth. Yeah, minute. I was going to say, it's
2: like four, um, four or five minutes after kick second half.
1: Yeah, so just absolutely killed the game. And then Town, with the uh, pace of Duffy and Isaac Buckley Ricketts, they could just pick yeah. them off on the counter, which they, they duly did. I think the, the old- only... Possible negative yesterday is that there's been a an injury to Jordan Buckley. Yeah,
2: I I noticed that he went down. I don't know. I, I don't know what he did. Um, I think it was part of, of, of uh, a tackle. Uh, but I, I don't know what he ju- he seems to be all right for a bit, and then he just sat down. Uh, he can yeah. He played for the rest of the game, but then um, it's when we were on the way home we saw on Twitter that he's he's injured again. Which is a shame, yeah. because now Amos is injured as well. We haven't really got any attacking options. Well, didn't do that bad yesterday, did you? No, but I mean, we've got nothing to come on and change it. Um, yeah. Mud, it's mud just, um, in. I
1: think that without Josh and Jordan against other teams in that league, I think you'd need a bit more physicality up there. yeah. Kind well, of I thought we were it running behind and you've got great pace with Duffy and IBR, but you might just need a bit more strength up there. Yeah.
2: Well that's what I thought we I thought we missed Amish yesterday for the first half. Um I thought I thought I thought Sam were gonna play very defensive and on the counter yesterday. Um which they did. They also had a weird uh, goal kick um routine where Willow come, stood right next to Tom which left a massive hole in the midfield which I didn't understand. But right I'm not I'm not the coach and
1: Yeah, there's there's kind of a bit of a I don't know how to word it, but it's quite common that you'll see one of the centre backs taking the, the goal kick and just passing it three yards to the goalkeeper and then yeah. playing for I don't understand your, your, st- your
2: center mid coming back and <laughs> yeah. kicking it. Um, yeah, but yeah, but... It, was a, it was a good, it was a good day. I, it's a nice. I, I quite like the the, uh, the stadium at Southport.
1: Yeah, so I've been nice. to Southport a few times. I I really like Southport's ground. There's uh, a lot of really good grounds in that league, so it's going to yeah. be a great
2: great adventure we've, for town this season. We, and... We've highlighted our away days that we want to go. So yeah, have you got them marked in already? Yeah, I can. Hang on, let me get, let me find the, find the picture, and I'll, uh, I'll tell you where they are. Chester's got to be one. Uh, I, well, we're not sure on Chester because we've already been. Scunthorpe. Uh, Scunthorpe's one. Oh no, that's Darlington. it. Um, just trying to find where it is now. Here we go. Got it here. Uh, Boston United is one. Gloucester City, Scunthorpe, or oh, Chester is one. I think that's because it's bo- uh, bo- uh, Boxing Chester. Day. Uh, <laughs> Blythe, Spitons, uh, yeah, Blythe, Spitons, and Spennymore Town.
1: Oh, Spennymore's a lovely ground, really nice people up there. Yeah. In there, in there so they're, times.
2: they're the ones that we've got marked. For now, anyway, we might, we probably change at some point.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a, a fantastic season for town and hopefully there's a lot more weekends like you've
2: had this weekend with just hopefully. an absolute perfect performance. Yeah, 100%, 100%, 100 win, uh, 100% record we want now after that.
0: <laughs> You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast.
2: Did you guys do an intro for Andy McCall? I did an intro for Andy McCann. Yeah, Tim did. Yeah, so, well that might do the editing bit for that. Ivory Towers, Tim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why you need a bit of balance in the force, mate. Just just throwing <laughs> shots straight away. I thought I was gonna call it the Crow's Nest, but Ivory Tower came out. <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast.
1: Right, so, going to move on now. So, as it is our 50th episode, just going to have a couple minutes just talking about some of the favourite guests that we've had on, so... PJ, you've been on the longest on the show. Then I joined probably mid-season last year. Helen, you joined probably about 15, 10, 15 episodes ago. So, PJ, who's been your favourite guests that we've had on the show?
2: Uh, I will be honest. When when we first started, well, when we had the first idea of setting this podcast up, um, it was only me, Chris, Tim, and then we got Ash in, and obviously Mike to do the editing. We thought, I wonder how many people would actually be interested in what we actually got to say about local football. And I thought, we'll do about 10 episodes, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, review it. Um, and there we are, 50 episodes later, and getting about 100 average a week, if more. Um, but me, fa- I, I don't think I've got a favourite, because I think, Getting every time we get a guest on, they've always got something interesting to say. You know, we've had you as a guest, Rick. We've had Helen, uh, Toby from Warrington Town. Yeah, Mark Toby's from, brilliant, when he's been on. Yeah, Mark from uh, Rylands, some uh, Lee Pennell, Danny Nixon. We've had we've had loads of tea, loads of people come on. Uh, Slav from Orford. It's just, it's just, it's nice to hear everyone's opinion on their standard of like their where they are in the league pe- football pyramid and like yeah. the stories they have. But I've got to say, my probably favorite guest of where we could have spoken for about four or five hours has got to be Dean Furman. Yeah. And I, I know that I call some controversy because I'm a Town fan, but what a guy he is. He, he, He's played with all these players, and he could be a lad that you just sit next to in a pub and just start speaking to. He's just so down to earth. He, I I turned up in all town gate dinner because we beat, because yeah. <laughs> we beat Ryland. and he found the funny side on it, which which was you know which is what I was a ho- was hoping because I said to Chris, "When hope you don't get upset that <laughs> All am in all town gate." Um, but, yeah, I think I think Dean, Dean's been my favourite. But, like I say, I've enjoyed every single every single fan, uh, every single person we've had on. Uh, even Joe Hitchmore, when we had him on. <laughs> even, <laughs> even Joe. Even Joe. Um, but, yeah, I don't know about you, Rick. I don't know if you use lights Yes. I don't think you can look further than
1: Dean for someone that's been to the levels in the game that he has to come on. Our little podcast and just be so open and honest with everything, and we we literally could have spoken to him for hours, couldn't we? And yeah, he went
2: was, off and we were just like, oh, can we get him back on now? We want to talk yeah. to him some more. He's like, because he cause the recording he was done after the recording as well. He was, we could have just like you say, we could have just spoke to him all night about football. But
1: yeah, I really really enjoyed. Um, last week's episode, when we had the town fan, the Rylands fan, and the the ladies fan, I thought Kelly Kelly Wright was just absolutely brilliant. I absolutely loved um, the interview Helen did with her.
3: Yeah, she she is so passionate. It came across, didn't it, in the in the interview? Um, she just yeah. loves it. I think I think it's the same for all all three of them. They were so passionate about the clubs and football in general. Um, it just came across really well, and I really, I really enjoyed that one as well.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, just to, um, sorry. go on, go on I was going to say, I, I think we should do it once a month, get the fans on, like the clubs. And, you know, because if, if, say, if we get another town fan on and we're doing really well, it'd be interesting to see what he thinks or she. And then Rylands, the women's, even if, if anyone supports another local team, like someone supports uh, Greenalls, Eagle. Whoever. Yeah, it's
1: just it's just great to get that
2: first-hand
1: view of the football, isn't it? From from people that are basically giving up their own money to to go and support the teams.
2: Yeah, and plus it give a different view because we're not at every game, Like right? Town Islands we, we get covered, but other and the Warrington women, but other team other teams we don't see. So it'd be interesting to see like their point of view. Try and do it, try and get it once a month. We'll have to get it signed off by the big boss man. We'll see what he says.
1: Yeah, I I also really liked it when we had um the manager of the futsal team on because that was that was really, really interesting for me to to learn a bit more about futsal. I thought that was kind of it was a bit of a surprise guest almost, because I didn't really know what to expect when we got him on, but he was just absolutely brilliant. Really enjoyed that that chat we had. Still waiting for Helen's friendly with them in the summer.
3: I was chatting to um, Nicola Chatterley, believe it or not, um, and she was like, she'd listened to the um, the podcast and she said, "Let let's see, you know, when when the training." And we were, we actually looked into it. Well, unfortunately, it was just I think it was because they're in Runcorn. It's a little bit too far for chats. But um, yeah. but it's definitely something that I want to give give a go, um, for sure.
1: Yeah, your your special was brilliant as well. H the the women's special. It was great seeing Wendy again. I've not seen her for a few years, so it was great to to see her and have a chat.
3: Yeah, to be honest, that's probably my favourite one. Um, it was nice just to reminisce. You know, going back over the ten years of of uh, the Wolverines and Wolves, um, and those two were just brilliant to talk to. Um, being able to mention a lot of the the past pri- players you know that I'm still really good friends with and I really really enjoyed that, that episode, it's probably my favourite but you know everyone that I've spoken to I've not had as many as you guys but everyone I spoke to has just been been brilliant I've, even like the very first interview that I did with Tom, you know I didn't really know Tom and, yet, and obviously know his dad um, but that was just really good it flowed and everyone's just been been really good and like you say last week was was really good with the fans, and I enjoyed that
1: yeah i'm i'm very similar to you i've i've just loved being part of this it's one of one of my highlights of the week getting sunday evening half half seven we start recording just like oh get a bit giddy before the podcast starts just just getting to talk about football with your mates isn't it there's nothing better
3: yeah no it doesn't can't beat it can you
1: absolutely not
0: You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast.
3: Right,
0: sausage fingers. Says <laughs> doo do, doo do, doo do, doo 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 extenders.
2: No <laughs> well recording. Sorry, Mike. Stitch <laughs> fingers. And the salad fingers. You've not seen the salad for years, you. I had some puke with my tea, come on. <laughs> I actually had a chicken salad for my tea last night as well.
0: To the Warrington Football Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Just going to do a quick roundup of the Rylands week and then move on to the Cheshire League. So Rylands just had one friendly this week. Uh, we played against Bolton Wanderers uh, Academy team. It was a really, really good uh, performance by the boys. We ran out of 3-0 winners. So that's kind of setting us up for the season now. Um, so just had a really tough training session yesterday. And we start our league campaign at home against Radcliffe. So that's at Gorsley Lane on Saturday, uh, 3 o'clock kickoff in the Northern Premier League. And um, then... Tuesday night we travel to Stafford Rangers and the following Saturday we travel to atherton Coles. So, a uh, busy start to the season for the Blues, but obviously aiming to improve on the 10th place position that we had last season and really looking to push towards the playoffs,
2: hopefully. Um, Going to put really you on the bit... spot here, Rick. How many points do you think you'll get out of them three games? Um...
1: I think Radcliffe's going to be tough. I think they've recruited really really well over the summer. But I think it's it's really difficult as you know it's it's hard to compare season to season in non-league. Yeah, so last season we beat them 4-0 at Gorsley Lane and beat them 3-0 at their place. So aggregate 7-0 over two games, but it's not going to be anything like that this season. I wouldn't have thought. Got new managers, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they've got John Owen Bernardin, who've had massive success over the years with um, Ramsbottom, Salford, Chester, uh, Spennymore. They've had really good experience, and and they've brought in some really really good players. So they're going to be right up there. Hopefully, we'll be uh, challenging them all the way as well. Um, Stafford Rangers away, very difficult. You, you know you know what you're gonna get is gonna be an absolute battle. They they love to play off set pieces from Tom Tonks, who's got an absolute monster of a throw in.
2: Um we But well, they're not allowed the towel anymore, are they? Are they not allowed it now? No, it's against it? the ru- it's against the rules now. Have town still got it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Stealing his towel. Oh, no, I'm sure I'm sure it's in the rules this year that they're not allowed towels at the side of the pitch. Oh, I've not heard that. I might we'll ask Joe next week. Yeah, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the WhatsApp group if it is true.
1: Yeah, so we've got kind of a team that you'd expect to be up at the top in Radcliffe, a kind of a team that you'd expect to be mid-table in Stafford, and a team that you realistically you think may struggle in Atherton Coles. So, would I'd, I'd hope for five or six points out of those those three games I think would be a decent return. Not gonna be arrogant and say nine points out of well, it of course.
2: I'd I'd be like nine. Okay, nine. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I think we'll um we've got a really good really good squad. Really, really happy with the the squad that Cleggy's put together over summer. And I think there's maybe a space for one or two more, but I think we're going to have quite a tight-knit squad this season and the togetherness that the lads are showing already is really, really encouraging for us. But all is uh, going to be revealed next week.
2: Tune in next week. (laughs) Tune in next week, guys.
0: Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast.
2: Right lads, I'm just going to drop off because my head's killing me. I'm looking at the screen, it's not helping. Look at your face, it's killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey.
0: listening to the Warrington Football Podcast.
1: Now, I'm going to um, just quickly talk about the Cheshire League, which has started in the last week, and it's been an absolute dream start to the Cheshire League this season for Eagle, who have played two and one two, so... They're currently sitting, I've just got a photo at the league table, sitting second in the league, um, two from two. Middlewich Town three from three, so they top the league. But um, Eagle have, they won their first game 2-1. So it was a last-minute winner um, from, just finding his name, Duncan, I think his name is, scored scored a header from um, a corner in the last minute just to seal the points. And there was over 200 people at that game. So uh, Nico was really, really happy about that. So that was against Parkland's 2-1 win. And then last time out, it was a 2-0 win against Edgerton. And if you get the chance to see it, we've reposted the first goal from that game, which is an absolute world of a free kick from Taylor Kelly. He must have been about 35 yards out and he's absolutely lashed it into the top corner. So that's Eagle who've made an absolute perfect start. And um, into division one. And, um, Dayton haven't had a game yet. Um, Green Ours have had a game, but I'm pretty sure that they wish they wouldn't have as they lost that first game 9-0. So couldn't have got much worse for them in that first game. So the only way is up for, for Green Ores. And Division 2, um, we've got Moy United haven't had a game yet. Lim um, Rovers have played three one two and lost one. So decent enough start for Lim. Um beats Ashton Town Reserves four one. And then last time out they lost five one to St. Helens Town. So there's four teams at the top of the league, all on six points. Um so Lim had fourth out of those four just due to a minus one goal difference so that's your cheshire league roundup guys
0: you're listening to the warrington football podcast
2: Sorry, can I just jump in? Someone wants to say goodnight to Chris.
0: (laughs) Goodnight, come Chris. Goodnight, Goodnight, mate. (laughs) See you soon. the Warrington Football Podcast.
1: Welcome back, guys. Um, Just going to talk to Helen now. Helen, what's been happening with the women's teams this weekend?
3: So today we played Ashton Lionesses and we came away with a a really good win of uh, 10-0. So it was at home. Um, It was, obviously this week, you've probably seen the, well, you have seen the announcement that Mike Doar stepped down, um, unfortunately, as our manager, which was really, really sad for all the girls. Mike's been an absolute legend for us, um, but personal reasons, he's had to to sit down and upsets Kev, um, Kev Larkin. And and yeah, his first game, not a bad result for his first game, 10-0. Not just the 10 goals, but the clean sheet as well. So, um, and Ashton aren't, you know, bad team at all. Ashton are actually quite a decent team. I think just the way that we played today was brilliant. We played how we know we can play. We kept the ball on the ground. We, you know, there was a lot of triangles, one twos. Communication was a lot better this week as well. Sometimes we can be a bit quiet. Um, I feel like I'm the only one sometimes that's shouting on the pitch. I think people get sick of my voice, but today everyone was was shouting and, um, I think composure was a big thing today. Actually, um, we were all composed right from, you know, goalkeeper, defence, midfield, through to the the strikers. Um, we had a really really strong team out this week. Had a lot lot of people back um, from holidays and everything, so it was great. I'll just tell you the score. I've got all the scorers down here because there's that many of them. Um, so Lily Parsons got two. She really wanted a hat-trick, but um, she managed to, to, two great goals as well. She got the first one and the fourth one. Ella Rigby, she got two as well. She got the second and the eighth goal. And then Sam Hassel bagged a uh, hat-trick. So third, uh, fifth and seventh goal. Some great, like uh, great goals. Ball,
1: from...
3: No, because um, Emily Walton also got a hat-trick. <laughs> so they'd be fighting for it. <laughs> but... Um, Yes, yeah, so, and and Emily got the and I and I'm gonna say it because they all took the mick out of me because they, they didn't put it on the Twitter, but I actually set a goal up.
2: <laughs> Don't
3: do stuff like that often. So I'm gonna I said I'm gonna tell it I'm gonna say it on the podcast. Um yeah, I think it was Emily Walton um, I set her up, but no, it was a really, really good performance all around. Um and I, I know Kev was really pleased with it. So uh we've got next Sunday or oh, who are we playing against can't remember who it is now off the top of my head. Um, but another friendly next Sunday. Um, and yeah, our actual season starts on the 20th of August. So it's quite early. We we don't know why our league decide to, to bring it forward. We're even playing on bank holiday, um, which is ridiculous. Half our players, including myself, can't actually play. Obviously, everyone's away, aren't they, on bank holiday? So, um, and we're also, when we start on the Sunday, we're then playing Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday for a, a couple of weeks. So just to the league just say they want to get as many um games out as possible whilst the say so whilst the weather is good. Um it was fine today. It was really hot today, actually. But uh but yeah, so that's going to be quite a challenge for for the old legs. But um looking forward to it. Got like I said, we've got a few more um friendlies before that. But but yeah, so that, that was a great win for us today and obviously great for, for Kev for his first game in charge.
1: Yeah, it couldn't have got much better for Kev, could it? A ten 0 win in your first yeah. official game in charge. I bet he was delighted with that.
3: Yeah, he was. He's, he's gone off on holiday as well, straight after the game. So <laughs> he's uh, he's going to go and enjoy himself for a week. But no, really, really pleased with all the girls. And obviously, morale was down a little bit um, after hearing about Mike stepping down. And Mike actually turned up as well. So it was nice for him for him to turn up and see. Um, but yeah, um, a brilliant performance after that. You know, it, we felt like we wanted to, Make sure everyone's heads were up, you know. Um it's obviously sad news when you lose someone like that from from the club. So um, but the girls did absolutely brilliant. I'm really proud of every one of them.
1: So how would you rate your chances going into this new season then, Helen?
3: If we play like we did today, definitely um competing at the top. With our league, we've got we know Withenshaw have there's been a bit of a controversy at Withenshaw from what I hear. Um, it was all over Twitter the other week and the FC United managers moved to Withenshaw. I think they've sacked the Withenshaw um, manager, which seemed quite harsh because he was doing doing well apparently and um, he seems a bit, you know, obviously annoyed at that. A lot of the players have gone. They've brought a load of uh, FC United players over to Withenshaw which, who we know are, you know, FC United are, are a great, great uh, team. So so yeah, we know that they're they're going to be challenging um for sure. And obviously with only one team going up, um it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough for us. But if we play this like we did today, like we know we can, um I definitely think we've got a good good chance. We've also been drawn um in the FA Cup. So the FA Cup were started, we've got by in the qualifying first round, so we're into the second round qualifying um qualifying round. And it's going to be against Nantwich or Chester, so don't think we've ever played Nantwich before. Chester are in our league; they're, they're a good team as well. So, whoever it's going to be, it's going to be a uh, going to be a good one, going to be tough. But yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to it. And like I said, Morrell today has just lifted everyone's spirits. So,
1: yeah, it's going to be a great season again. Hopefully, you get another decent cup run out of it and a, a big challenge again to get promoted.
3: Yeah. And actually, I want to mention today, there was quite a lot of people that came to watch us today, um, which is really, really good to see. And, and I do believe that the podcast will help that because people obviously hear about it. Joe was there. I didn't even see him.
2: <laughs>
3: so <laughs> Joe turned up. But but yeah, um, lots of people on the sideline, not just family and friends, you know, people that are obviously listening to this podcast, seeing things on social media about us and, and coming down to watch. So it was brilliant to see that.
1: Yeah, definitely. That was one of the um, main driving um, forces when when we we wanted to get you on the podcast because I'd been sending you messages and getting match reports for a few weeks, and we just said, "What's the point? Let's let's just get Helen on because we know how passionate you are about it, and we want to to shine a spotlight on all football in Warrington and the women's game in Warrington is just so underrepresented at the minute. And I think if we can put a bit of a spotlight on it and, and get a bit of um, movement behind the women's game in Warrington, it could be absolutely huge for us.
3: Yeah. You've definitely done that for us. It's really helped and just goes to show, you know, what, what, what the podcast can do really for women's football. But no, thanks for that. It's a, uh, no, hopefully it's onwards and upwards and we get more people coming to watch us.
1: Yeah. Kelly, you'll be driving a van soon with people just crammed into the back of it, following you everywhere.
3: <laughs> She'll have an ho- entire family coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is great what what the uh, the boys have set up and and what we've joined. I'm um, I'm really really honoured to be part of it.
3: Yeah, me too.
0: Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast.
2: Um, it's just, just I know that job. he's exactly, not the one who played for Bruce, was
1: he?
2: No, and his name's George Farley. So let's get it right from the start. Yes
1: start again start again <laughs> <Bill's in. laughs>
0: you're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast
1: guys welcome back to the last section of the show tonight and PJ we started a new section of the show that last week and it's called Joe's Laws of the Game so each right. week Warrington's finest referee is going to pose a scenario from the game and right. we need to decide what the referee should do in that situation
0: I All was right. kidding okay. myself
3: last week because I, real, I I didn't realise till afterwards that Joe had actually put the answer in, and you asked me the answer, and I should have looked. <laughs> I didn't realise. I still got it wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, only I have the answer this week, so it's just between you two. So, two opponents accidentally leave the field of play as a result of their playing movement. At that moment, one of them strikes the other in the face using excessive force while the ball is in play. What decisions should the referee make? So you've got four options. Option A, the referee allows play to continue because the offense was committed off the field of play. Option B, the referee applies advantage. He then cautions or sends off the offending player depending on the seriousness of the offense at the next stoppage in play. C, the referee stops the game and sends off the offending player and awards a direct free kick to the opposing team. D, the referee awards a dropped ball and sends the offending player off. So, A, B, C or D?
3: On, PJ. <laughs> I was going to say, course.
1: Course. <laughs> What was B again? B was... The referee plays advantage, he then cautions or sends off the offending player, depending on the seriousness of the offence at the next stoppage in play. I think B. You because,
2: think B? Yeah, because if he's given advantage, he could be given advantage to the attacking team when the def- if the players the if the players are defending defending player and they could be on near scoring a goal. I'm going I'm gonna go for B. B from PJ. H?
3: Did you say that the player hit him in the head?
1: In the face, yeah.
3: In the face. So I'm going to go, <laughs> um, go D. do you do when the ref's not watching. Never. I'm going to go D. No idea why, except, like, I'm thinking head injury. So he stops okay, playing. Okay, so
1: you think the referee award's oh, yeah. dropped ball yeah. and yeah. sends the offending player off?
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. But they this is as 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 Joe given you the answer. He has. Will we hear the answer now, or do we have to wait? He eat? will. All oh, right, well then. <laughs> um, you are both incorrect. Ah. Oh. <laughs> okay, so
1: <laughs> the answer is C. The referee immediately stops the game, sends off the offending player, and awards the team a direct free kick. Okay, so the reasoning is that with any form of violent conduct, you ha- as the referee, you have to deal with that straight away. So any form of violent what, conduct... What, even if it's
2: off the pitch?
1: Even if it's off the pitch, yeah. So I
3: suppose if you don't, conduct, it could just yeah, result in stay.
1: a... Yeah, it could be a scrap on the touchline, which, which you don't really want. No. So the game has to stop instantly at any kind of violent conduct if it is seen... By the referee or the assistant.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that's the problem. That's if, if it's seen, in it? Especially in this level of football, our level of football. Oh,
1: um, our level, you'd,
2: yeah. You'll probably get away with it. Quite
1: a few centre backs would get, get away with a few digs, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. Especially <laughs> I if wouldn't, it's just I wouldn't.
2: one ref and no liners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it happened, it, happened, it happened with Joe, not just ruling Joe out, um, New Street versus doing last year. Um, Joe was following the ball, for once, um, <laughs> and then a lad just stepped a lad behind him. He said, "I can't send him off because so I didn't I didn't see it." Yeah. Which we, and then he called the game off because no, it, it sort of got a bit heated and everything else after. So, but yeah, uh, that's I, uh, that's now, the, that's now that's he's Doreen Warrington You're talking about PJ. Uh, he, he knows I love. He knows I love him. Um. Yeah, now now we now we now you've told us the answer. Yeah, it makes more sense, obviously. But, <laughs>
1: yeah. Right, guys, that brings us to the end of the our fiftieth episode of the show. So, um, want to firstly thank Jacko and PJ, Tim and Ash for setting all this up and getting us there. So obviously, thanks for setting this up and putting kind of your necks on the line, setting this up and taking that gamble to see if people would be interested. Um, thanks also for getting me involved. Absolutely love being part of the podcast. Massive thanks to Helen and Joe for coming on and being absolutely brilliant since joining the podcast and giving us a different view of things. And obviously. As we've already said, none of this would be possible without our star producer, Mr. Mike Bayliss, who puts up with us making mistakes week by week and sits in the rain in a caravan editing when he's on holiday with his family. And none of this would get put together without him. So massive, massive thanks to Mike. Um, Thanks to... Touchline for sponsoring us for the upcoming series um, Touchline, a well-known sports brand and provider of sports equipment in Warrington so really, really delighted that they're sponsoring us for this season and most of all, thank you to to you, the listeners, who have given up your time to listen to us talk about football in Warrington for the last 50, 50 episodes so a massive, massive thank you from all of us
0: You've just listened to the Warrington Football Podcast sponsored by Touchline UK. Follow us on Twitter at Warrington Foot. Get our podcast from Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcast. Thanks for listening.